So that's like the biggest thing is anytime someone steps in the gym, we always have to go up, shake their hand, talk to them for a split second. And then we'll, you know, we'll pull conversations um, out, you know, throughout workouts, after workouts. Um, and then something that we do too now is we're, we're starting to have some like meetings with our players. And so that's another, you know, great relationship um, building tool that, that we use. But that's the most important thing in our program is we want to make sure every player that walks in our gym feels loved. They feel welcome. They feel heard. They feel seen. Um, so those are like, those are pillars in our program that we want every player to experience. And, and that's kind of what we do first is we're prioritizing, prioritizing that over, you know, the, the workout or over, you know, the drills that we're we listening to the bridging impact podcast, transforming leaders on and off the court with host coach Furtado. Without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the bridging impact podcast. We have here founder of Game Time Elite Training, Gabe Macias. Welcome to the show, Gabe. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you for having me on, and I'm super excited to uh, chop it up today. Absolutely. So I think one of the things that I love about Gabe, you know, going from from afar, we're in a similar, we're in the same business group, is his philosophy in training. And before we dive into your philosophy, I, I love mm-hmm. to like kind of understand people and why they love the sport that they are in and coaching in. So can you talk about how the game of basketball has made an impact on your life? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Um, you know, I pretty much grew up around basketball. Um, my dad was a high school basketball coach. So, you know, I, at first, honestly, when I was younger, I would, I would say, like, early elementary ages, I wasn't really, like, into it. But for whatever reason, starting, like, around, like, fourth grade, I found, like, a love for it and, and got really got into sports. Um, and so, you know, I played you know like any kid in the rec leagues and stuff and and started off there um and then you know as I got older um you know I I started getting better and I I pretty much dedicated my my life to it like every every weekend or sorry not every weekend every every day I'd be playing basketball be working out um you know I was the kid who was a gym rat working out three no times a day waking up at 5 a.m sometimes and, and getting in the gym getting in getting working um, so I, I grew up around it, man, and, and I just wanted to, to make it to, you know, be a, a college basketball player and, and maybe just like a professional player one day. Um, but, you know, growing up, you know, one thing I, I always that hurt was uh, injuries, man. I was always getting injured. Um, I had seven uh, major knee injuries from seventh grade all the way to my freshman year in college. Um, so that, you know, took a toll on me and, and that really was a mental battle for me and in a physical battle. Um, you know, there was a lot of times where I was thinking about giving up the game and, and just completely quitting, you know, after, you know, my first couple. Um, but, you know, I just kept going, kept pushing through um, and, uh, you know, eventually found, you know, my passion and which was coaching and, and training and, and developing players. Um, you know, I found more of a, uh, you know, it felt better when, when kids would hit me up and say, hey, coach, like I'm seeing so many results. Thank you. Or when parents would hit me up and say, you know, thank you for what you're doing with so-and-so. Um, we're loving the program. You know, those things always felt better to me to me than actually, you know, having a, a good game, you know, scoring 20 points or, or you know, having a, a double-double, whatever it was, you know, like those things always felt, you know, cool, more, more, it felt more fulfilling, you know, than, than actually playing the game. And so, uh, you know, that that's kind of what, got me into training consistently is just I did it on the side and, and kind of did it, um, you know, as I was like in high school, as I was in college and, you know, growing up, I never thought, you know, basketball training could be like an actual job. 
Um, but the more I did it and the more I saw how big the training industry was becoming, um, I realized that it could be a, a no path for me. 100%. So I think one of the key things I hear, you know, kind of from your story is, you know, mm -hmm. obviously you're, you're hardworking, the work ethic of waking up at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. And also the resilience too to come back from say, seven major knee surgeries. Can you talk mm -hmm. about how some of those experiences that you had as an athlete have now influenced you as you, you know, obviously have to have great work ethic and, and resilience when it comes to, you know, having a training business and making it full time? For sure. Yeah. So um, it was seven major knee injuries. It wasn't surgery. So I had one yeah. surgery and I dislocated my kneecap uh, five, four times. And then I fractured my tibia once and then tore my meniscus. Or sorry, fractured my tibia twice and then tore my meniscus. So um, only one surgery. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, that honestly shaped me to who I am today. You know, those in order for me to be where I'm at today, you know, those things had to happen. And I didn't really realize that until like a couple of years or like, a, you know, a few years ago, I kind of got early into my training career, um, you know, in order to to be successful, you know, there's going to always be some some bumps in the road, there's going to be some major bumps, you know, some bumps are going to be, you know, bigger than others, it's going to be, um, you know, some mountains that you're gonna have to climb over. But those things are going to shape you to who you are today. And, and that's what I'm always telling players, you know, if you're in a rough patch right now, you know, this rough patch is necessary. You need it. You know, it's part of the journey. It's part of the process. You know, we can't give up when we are, you know, going through those battles. A lot of times people don't realize is that when they give up, when they're going through these battles, their breakthrough point could have been right around the corner, you know, but they never knew it. And they, and they quit before that breakthrough moment happened, you know? So um, there was many a times like where I almost quit, you know, but that breakthrough eventually happened. And, and, and I know it's going to happen for all of us as long as you stay consistent. You know, it, you can't lose unless you quit. You know, that, that's kind of the mindset that you have. You're not going to lose unless you quit. And that breakthrough, it might take you years to see that breakthrough, but that's kind of something that you kind of have to go through. And, and that's what I experienced, you know, growing up playing, um, growing up just training, you know, like I almost quit training too, just because it was so hard. And like, you know how it is, like as being a trainer, it's at first, you know, getting getting started, It's it seems like you you seems it seems like almost like you can't do it you know it seems like it's it's not enough to be you know sustainable um and and there's been plenty of times where i thought about giving it up you know and, and going getting and, and going and quote unquote getting a real job you know um that's what so many people told me to do is just go get a real job but you know they don't realize that this is actually a real job like this can be sustainable as long as you uh just stick through it you know so um, anybody that's going through, you know, battles right now, it's some tough times. Just understand that your breakthrough moment is, is, is coming, you know, who knows when it's going to be. Um, don't just get discouraged. If someone has a breakthrough moment before you, um, everybody's journey and path is different. So, um, you know, just, just stick through those hard times. And, and I'm telling you, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. hundred percent. And I think one of those things that, I mean, I, I feel like I get challenges, right? We, we, before we hit record for those that are listening, you know, mm -hmm. we were kind of chopping it up our, about our businesses. And I feel like it's so easy with social media now to compare yourself, right? Whether you're a basketball player or you're a basketball trainer, right? As a basketball trainer, I could be like, oh, Gabe, look at him. He's got X amount of followers. Look at all these kids that are coming into his program. You know, he's making X amount of dollars. And you kind of talk about overcoming some of those mountains. How did you make sure that you stayed focused on, you know, what was important to you, which was just training and serving the athletes that were in front of you? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question, man. Um, it's kind of hard sometimes in those moments yeah. too. Like, like, you know, you're all over the place. You're thinking about so many different things. 
Um, and honestly, what got me through that is just, I kind of just knew that at some point I, I, I would break through, you know, and like, no matter how, and that's kind of always just been my mindset with anything that I do is like, no matter how hard it is, I know that, you know, there's going to be a moment where just something just clicks and, and things start to kind of just kick off. And so I always knew that no matter how hard times get, there's always going to be something that's going to, you know, spark and, and hit that, you know, next big jump. Um, so me, you know, when I was going through those hard times, what just kept me motivated is just knowing that it's going to happen, you know, and, 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 and these, like I mentioned earlier, like it's so necessary to struggle and to go through those battles. Cause it's just going to shape you to who you are. And it's going to eventually be such a big part of your story. You know, those battles are going to be a huge part of your story. And, and, and I use those things to, to, you know, um, add on to my story and, and to, to kind of form my story and, you know, and, and my story has so many more, you know, years and chapters until it's finished. But, um, you know, those things are going to be shaped me to, um, you know, who I eventually become, you know, or eventually what I'm remembered for. hundred percent. And I think one of the things that connects both of us is our, our passion for shaping and developing, you know, our athletes and just young people in general, right. You know, you were talking about how, you know, you not only value basketball skill development, you're talking about the mindsets and, mm -hmm. and leadership skills. And so as we help our athletes kind of overcome some of these mountains, you know, how do you design, you know, kind of overcoming challenges and, and you know, giving athletes this, the tools to overcome some of those challenges in your programming? Yeah. So um, one thing that, that, like you just mentioned, that we're big on in our program is the thing that we specialize in is this mindset training. Um, you know, I'm not, I shouldn't say specialized, I'm not a specialist, but this is something that we study, you know, every single day. And we're trying to, you know, find all the new trends and find different things that are just helping athletes, you know, be better mentally and, and be better leaders. So things that we do to help players, um, you know, get over these tough times is one is we do a lot of breath work, a lot of meditation. Um, I know that, you know, life can be stressful. It can be, you know, cause anxiety and over be overwhelming at some time. So we do things to, to help us kind of get back to the present moment, things to kind of calm us down. Um, so a lot of things that we do is, you know, breath work. Um, we have different breath work um, techniques that we use to help players, you know, get them back into the present moment. We do a lot of meditation, different medita med meditations that we do. Um, and then, you know, also just talking to them and just kind of hearing, you know, how things have been and just, kind of really understanding players and, and what's going on in their lives and then being able to give them advice based on, you know, what is going on because, you know, they think that the root of the problem could be something that's happening on the court, but little do they know it's something that's going on at home. It's something that's going on at school. Um, so just really getting to know players too and just talking to them and building a strong relationship with them is vital in being able to help them get over, you know, those problems um, you know, everybody's different. So you, you really have to get to know every single player and, and know um, what they need, you know, because some players, they might need more skill work, you know, they might need more, um, you know, more of a mentorship role from you, they might need more, you know, um, might need you just to, to, to give them only a little bit of information, not kind of overwhelm them, you know, so it's like, it's just finding that balance. And just, I think it's going to start, though, with getting to know every player first, and then you can kind of um, give them different techniques, different strategies, different things to kind of handle, um, you know, these battles that they're going through. A hundred percent. Um, how do you make sure that you prioritize those relationships when it comes to training? You know, like, I think it can be easy sometimes 
it's easy to, for a coach to show up, right? Most of us coaches, we know the game of basketball or whichever sport we are teaching. Mm-hmm. The, the art is then making sure that we make time to actually get to know players. And I know that sometimes like, I know for me as a trainer, sometimes in the back of my mind, I'm like, when I like spend a little bit of time, um, you know, talking and communicating and building that relationship, I almost can like see a parent in the back of my head being like, you know, like, oh, reps, 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 right? So it's like kind of having that art and balance of, you know, navigating the human relationship with also like the skill development that parents are paying for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's, um, that's something that's big in our program is we make it a priority every single day to build these relationships. Like, we have a goal. So me and the trainers that, that, uh, I work with after every session, we have like, a not, it's like, uh, just kind of checking in and we were rating ourselves like on how the day went. And the thing that's always up first is like conversations and relationships. Did you do that today? Did you go out and did you talk to somebody, um, talk to someone every single class, multiple people, every class, and just learn something, learn, you know, how things are going outside of basketball, learn how, things are going in their season. Um, so that's like the biggest thing is anytime someone steps in the gym, we always have to go up, shake their hand, talk to them for a split second. And then we'll, you know, we'll pull conversations um, out, you know, throughout workouts, after workouts. Um, and then something that we do too now is we're, we're starting to have some like meetings with our players. And so that's another, you know, great relationship um, building tool that, that we use. But that's the most important thing in our program is we want to make sure every player that walks in our gym feels loved they feel welcomed they feel heard they feel seen um so those are like those are pillars in our program that we want every player to experience and and that's kind of what we do first is we're prioritizing prioritizing that over you know the the workout or over you know the drills that we do yeah 100 percent. and and that's exactly what the bridging impact podcast is about it's like transforming leaders on and off the court and you can't transform someone and impact someone if you don't know who they are. So you're mm-hmm. prioritizing that time. And, you know, with that, you know, you also talked about leadership development. Mm-hmm. And so when you recognize and, and you build relationships, what strategies and, and how do you help teach leadership to young athletes? Yeah. So one thing that we do in our program is like, we try to, when we're going over drills and stuff, we now what we've noticed is we have players kind of design the way that a drill like the the rotations like if they want to um you know figure out like they'll ask us hey coach how do we rotate in this drill like what's the next what do i go next we just have them kind of figure it out talk amongst each other you know and we always notice that there's um at first there was you know a couple players who would do all of it you know like hey put put you here put this you know do this go there i think this is going to work best which is good. And then, you know, they started allowing, you know, Hey, what do you think? You know, what, what, what do you think? And they'll start asking players around them and then players, you know, start speaking up and they start, you know, giving their input. Um, sometimes we have players just design drills like, Oh, like, okay, what drill? I want you to design a drill real quick. What do you want to do next? What kind of fits um, in, in the flow of what we've been doing so far? Um, You know, so we'll do different things like that. We have players come up and and they'll share. So at the end of all of our sessions, we have a, a journal session. And the journal session is is uh, dedicated to building just the confidence and leadership skills of, of each and every player. So we talk about different leadership to- topics. We talk about um, different confidence topics. And so players might have questions. They might have answers. And we'll have them, you know, share it with everybody. And they'll, you know, give maybe a certain person advice, a couple people advice. Or they're just, you know, 
answer the question for everybody. So they're coming up and they're speaking in front of everybody and talking about different things that are working for them um, and, and different things that, um, you know, maybe that they need help with, you know, and so other people will speak up for them um, and, and help them out. So those are some different ways that we're, we're building leaders um, inside of our program. I like it. You're, you're having athletes reflect, you're having them come up and, mm -hmm. you know, practice public speaking, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, a lot of them are, are frightened by it. You know, they'll, oh, they'll, yeah. they'll laugh, they'll be clowns all day when they're training. But when it comes to like, you know, talking about something that's a little bit more serious, you know, mm -hmm. that's a good skill for them. And then also, you know, I think I like when you, you know, you're talking about um, having players design drills and design rotations because they're, you know, a lot of athletes now they have club teams, right? They got trainers, you know, it could be easy for their whole life to be done for them. But I think mm -hmm. that initiative and learning how to design things for yourself is just like such an important skill for life. Oh yeah. No, I, I agree a hundred percent, man. Like that's something that I was kind of took me a while to adjust to was like letting players kind of do things, you know, because growing up, I'm sure, we all had, you know, the coaches who were wanted to be the puppet master, wanted to be in control of everything and didn't really give players a voice. Um, and so it can be kind of foreign to players when, you know, they do step into our gym and they do like see these things. And it's kind of sometimes uncomfortable for them. Um, but I think it's just so important with, you know, the way the world is like you have to have these skills, you have to have these traits down. And, and the, the, the more that you can really step outside your comfort zone and just lead and communicate and, and talk to others. Um, it's just going to take you so much farther. So, you know, that's the biggest thing in our program is we want to get players ready for life. Um, you know, the ball is going to stop bouncing at some point. So, you know, we need to teach them skills, you know, that are going to help them forever. You know, I think a lot of basketball programs that I see, I could be totally wrong, but they just focus on building the athlete, which is fine. You know, that, that's fine. But I think there's, I think we're doing players and, and parents a disservice if all we do is just teaching the game right there's so much that goes into the game and there's so many life lessons that can be taught through it so i think you know if we're not teaching these players these life lessons um we're doing them a disservice you know so um you know that's that's big in our program yeah there's a ton of life lessons that can be learned in sports and i feel like it's a missed opportunity if we don't do that if we don't mm -hmm. design that and, and kind of bake that into our programming and i'm curious you know i think one of the things that i'm always trying to develop and, and get better at is um, as far as accountability goes, how do you help hold your athletes accountable, right? If they're not focusing on journal sessions, is it conversations one-on-one -on -one and talking with the parents or, you know, how do you make sure that they're following through with your, your guys' standards? Yeah. So um, right now what we do is we have like, we keep track of everything in our gym, like points wise. So we have like a whiteboard in our gym. You get points for, um, you know, scoring in a, or winning a certain drill you get points for talking in front of the group you get points for raising your hand and yeah giving some advice input um you get points for you know doing homework for you know doing a bunch of different things we get, we give points out for a bunch of different things and so that's one thing that kind of helps them keep them accountable but then another thing is we're actually in the process right now of kind of just like revamping our culture and a part of it is like giving players kind of more um giving players more of a leadership role, giving them more value where they can, you know, step up and, and state their concerns, step up and, you know, um, hold people accountable, call people out. And, and they're not afraid to kind of speak up. And so uh, we're in the process of doing that right now, still not um, 
fully done yet, but I was just reading the book called The Culture System. And so I got a lot of ideas from that. So we're kind of um, in the process of, of trying to fulfill our culture system. Um, but also another thing too is like, there's certain roles in our gym too that we have is like, if you don't, like every time you score in a drill or you get a point for whatever it is, like you have to yell it out. And so if you don't hear someone else yell at the score, you can just tell them, hey, you're at zero. You didn't yell out your score. So like, that's another way, like we have players hold each other accountable or hold themselves accountable. And like players know too, like now it's kind of getting to a point where it's like players don't really get upset if they don't call it out. Like they know, like, ah, it's my fault. I didn't, I didn't call it out, you know? So they're not like looking at us and be like, coach, what the heck? Like I was just about to call Like they know it's, it's kind of just like, you know, they kind of know already um, that it was coming if they didn't call it out. So um, yeah, there's just like certain roles that we have set. And I think the roles and kind of the, the way that you structure your program can lead and help you get the results that you're looking for whether that's leadership, whether that's confidence, whether that's um, accountability, um, you know, those, the way that you set up your program can help you get those results. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's where the magic is in building a program is it's not just basketball, right? We could just mm -hmm. teach, you know, drills and stuff. And so, you know, what kind of have, can you share your process and how some of your programming has evolved over the time since you started game time elite training? Oh yeah. Cool. I think it's, it's, in, it's, it's continuously evolving, man. Like every few months, like I'll even just add new stuff um, that's just so different than what I've done in the past. And I think that's like the biggest thing is like us as trainers, we have to, to, to consistently improve and add on to what we're doing. You know, we're preaching that players work on their game and they evolve and they, um, you know, add certain things. And, but I noticed a lot of trainers, they don't do that themselves though. You know, they're teaching the same way that they taught five years ago. And every single year I'm doing things that are different than the year before or, you know, uh, doing things different than I did last month, you know, and, and, and if we're preaching that and we're big on that, then, then we have to do it ourselves as trainers and coaches. Um, I think I just got kind of off topic. What was the question again, if you can remind me? Well, to be honest, that's a place yeah. where I want to go. And so just uh -huh. to continue to expand on what you're talking about, how do you make sure that you make time and prioritize time and learning? You talk about you're reading the culture system right now, mm -hmm. but do you yeah. read it, you, your podcast? I mean, obviously, I know we're both in the same business group, but how mm -hmm. do you prioritize your learnings? Yeah, every single day, I just set out time to, to, to learn, you know, so every single day, there's um, a time on my calendar where it's just study time. And so whether that's studying business, whether that's studying um, basketball, whether that's studying mindset, um, leadership, like there's always just time and, and, and uh, of the day where I'm just going to study something, something, I'm going to learn something, and then I try to apply it too. Um, so there's, I always make time for that every single day on my calendar. Because um, I think that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, once we stop learning, we are going to, you know, stop helping players get results, right? We, we need to continuously evolve and, and um, put ourselves in situations where we're testing, you know, new things out, right? And, and don't be afraid, you know, sometimes too, I'll even tell my players like, yo, this is something new, what to do right now. I don't know how this is going to work. This is something I just created in my head, you know, an hour ago, two hours ago, yeah. and we're just going to try it. It may or may not work. And just being vulnerable too, just letting them know like, hey, like this might not go the way it looks. I could look like, you know, um, you know, I don't know what I'm doing if, if we do this, but, um, we're going to test it out, you know, so just being vulnerable and they understand that too, you know, just because like now they kind of see, like, they understand that it's just part of human nature to, to make mistakes and to mess up. And, and that's okay. You know, like if they understand that you're okay with it, they're going to start to realize that it's okay too, for them to do it, you know, cause we have players that are in our, in our program sometimes that like, 
newer players who just are so frustrated with every mistake that they make, every missed shot that they take. It just adds to the, the frustration, you know? And so when they understand like, okay, I'm, I'm okay. Like making a mistake in front of all you guys, you know, they start to realize, Oh, maybe it's not that big of a deal after all, you know, if I, if I am making these mistakes, um, but yeah, that's to kind of go back to what we we're saying. That's what I do to, to really, um, you know, make time to constantly improve is I just set time for it every single day. Got, got to get it done every single day. I love it. Yeah, huh. no, that's a, super important. I've been trying to re- reprioritize that because it is so important. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it is, you know, that's what I talk about all the time is, is I see that with, you know, coaches that I've been around before. It's right. You know, we want to continue to evolve. And that doesn't just mean looking at X's and O's and trying to find oh, yeah. new kind of systems and ways of, of basketball is playing. It's like new teaching methods, new ways to communicate and connect with athletes. And obviously, you know, leadership and, and you know, as business owners, we have to make sure that we're staying top of line because it's not just coaching, right? It's mm-hmm. running an entire organization. And so kind of pivoting towards, you know, kind of the business side of things, you know, I think one of the things that I've learned, one of my probably biggest learning lessons, and as we kind of wrap up on the year is just like learning how to be a coach, right? But that's like the technician of it, right? That's not the business owner side of things. So mm-hmm. what have you learned when it comes to like starting a training business um, and how it's beyond training and coaching? Yeah, there, there's so much more like people just think I just, you know, all I do is just head to the gym for two to three hours every single day and, and I'm done, you know, but yeah. they don't see that I'm actually working from eight to eight. You know, I'm working, you know, 10 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You know, they don't see that, you know, I'm working all day long. Um, on, but it's something I love, though, you know, so I'm not complaining. I can't complain about it, but they just don't see, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. Um, something that I've learned is, is uh, you know, you really have to treat this like a real business. You know, you can't, um, you know, just allow people to pay, you know, per session because you never know when they're going to come back. And, you know, the, not even that. It's just like they're not going to get results if they're just coming one time. You know, if you really want to see a real transformation, transformation takes time. And so that that's what we do in our program, you know, is we want to see a transformation. You know, we don't want you to come to our program if you're only going to be here for a month, you know, because we can't help you. You know, you're not going to you know, see as good results or the results that you want if you're only here for a month, you know, as opposed to being there for six months. So um, we don't accept players that, that can't stay committed for like a long time. You know, we're we're only taking players who are committed because, you know, that's the only way that you're going to see results. So all of our, you know, um, memberships, it's long-term commitments. Um, so they're all long-term. And then um, another thing is, is like we add so much more value than than what we, you know, charge you. You know, we do so much more, you know, we're, we're having meetings, you know, right. We're um, constantly, you know, checking in with parents, checking in with players individually. Um, you know, we do mindset top topics uh this this actually sunday i'm starting my first mindset webinar where everybody in our program they just get a free you know they're just coming in it's just going to be mindset focused um so we're doing adding just different things that are just providing so much more value than than what you're actually paying for um so you know providing more um i think that's another thing that i've learned and then um you know, lastly, is, like we already talked about this, but just relationships with everybody, you know, players, parents, I think that's huge in, in running a business um, and just caring for the athlete outside of the sport um, is something that I've learned too. I'm sure there's a lot more, but that's kind of the things that, that come to my head, you know, off the top. Yeah, those those are the, like the, the top pillars. And so you kind of talked about that, that communication with parents. And I think parent involvement is incredibly important. And mm-hmm. I believe in, in, in terms of like how I've designed our programming, like, 
you know, I don't maybe want parents necessarily to come to every single training and, and be barking on the sidelines, but I want them to be a part of the process because they're, 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 they're parents, right? And mm. so, you know, when it comes to your programming, like how do you help educate the, the parents about your program and how do you, you know, keep them involved and engaged because they are a really important part of the athlete? Yeah. So, um, you know, I will send out like text probably like once a month, just updating them, just letting them know how, you know, their athlete is doing. Um, so we'll do texts like that. You know, sometimes I'll make phone calls and just check in with them, let them know, excuse me, let them know like what updates that we have going on in our program. Um, so like just frequent texts, frequent phone calls. Um, and then, you know, going to games too. Like I, I went to a lot of high school games last season. Um, and I'm planning to go to a lot more this season. And then, you know, some of our middle school players are playing in all in the kind of like the same league. So I'm going to be checking out, you know, some of those games and just, you know, showing up and letting them know, you know, that I'm here for them and I'm going to do whatever it takes to help your athlete, you know, succeed. Yeah, I love that. Just being there and, and being mm -hmm. present and, and engaged. I think that just goes so much further and that strengthens the relationship. And so kind of, you know, as we enter this, the fourth quarter of, of our conversation, I think, mm -hmm. you know, when we talk about relationships, you know, can you talk about any players or do you have any stories of athletes that you've, you know, kind of worked with and you, you've watched transform over time? Yeah. Um, so one that comes to mind is actually the first kid I ever trained. Um, his name is Anthony McManus. He actually trained, he's actually a trainer on staff with us now, nice. uh, which is crazy. But, uh, yeah, he's he was a sixth grader. This was probably back in like 2017. I don't know, somewhere around that, uh, or 20, 2016, 20, I don't know, something around that. I was in high school still training him, but he was just a a kid that we lived in the same, you know, um, same same area, and uh, he played on my dad's program, and so he knew who I was and stuff, and I would train with him. Um, and then you know, one day I just asked, you know, if they wanted to come, you know, or if he wanted to come train with me, you know, so. He wasn't very good at all, very goofy, you know, very uncoordinated, but he was a young kid. Um, and, and I honestly, like, I know his goal was to play college basketball. And, and this is why I've learned a lot, too, is, like, I can't – don't really judge kids, you know, just by, um, you know, where they're at in, in their stage just because everyone's process is a little bit different. But back then I was like, I don't think this kid can, you know, play, you know. Um, but kept working with him, and, and, and I – even though I didn't think that, I, I was still giving him my all because I wanted to help him, though. You know, I knew – that that was his goal. So I was just going to give it everything I had and, and help him get there. You know, and as time went on, he started developing, started, you know, growing, growing into his body and turned out to be a, a nice player. And now he's uh, playing NAIA, um, playing at an NAIA school now. And uh, then he's helping us train and stuff too. So um, it was really cool to kind of see his transformation, you know, and, and uh, kind of what he's been through. He's overcame a lot, been through a lot of obstacles. A lot of people, you know, counted him out, had him under the radar. But I stayed, you know, right there by his side and, and just did whatever I can to, to help him succeed, um, you know. And, and so that, that's a really cool story. And then I have some other ones, too, kind of just like same kind of the same thing. You know, I had a group of, of three players. Um, two of them were like the first oh, Anthony was one of them. Then I had uh, one of my guys named Eli. Um, he was one of the first players I trained, too. And he was probably the goofiest out of them all like this kid honestly like this kid it, i i was like dude i don't i don't know like how we're gonna do it but we're just i'm gonna go try you know it's gonna be kind of like an experiment um and and he ended up being like you know freshman on varsity um ended up you know being a, a pretty solid high school player and then he ended up going to play some d3 basketball um but uh then there was another kid named jay price this was kind of like a group of three they all lived kind of in my area 
Um, and they were all just kids who, who just wanted it, man. They wanted it to be good. They wanted to, you know, do they were doing whatever it takes. Like during COVID, we would work out three times a day, you know, still staying prepared. We had no idea if this high school season was going to come back, you know, but we'd go out, run hills, we'd go to the beach, do beach workouts. We'd, you know, be at the park in the morning and at night. And they just always just always be around you. Like come over to my house. We do mindset, um, you know, sessions. We do leadership sessions, and it was just like an, an everyday grind, you know, with them there for them, you know, twenty four seven. And you know, I was always at their games, supporting them and whatnot. And then, uh, yeah, they all they all uh, you know went on to to do some pretty cool things, man. And and that was kind of like that's kind of like the coolest training experience, or you know, um, I guess coolest like relationship that i've built with some of my players is just being with them there 24 7 during covid and just having them you know come over to my house coming you know going to the gym with us multiple times a day that was like a some really cool stories um you know that i'll never forget you know and, and something that you know shaped you know where i'm at today and that's why we do it right it's oh yeah the development and so mm-hmm. you know talking about long-term development like how mm-hmm. do you focus on because i think so often we'll lo- we'll judge and label a kid in third grade now, right? Like there, mm. I already I've seen rankings, and you probably have too. Of like mm. the top twenty five club teams, like yeah. in the state of California in second grade. It's like who yeah. cares? You yeah. know, those, those things don't matter, man. Like yeah, yeah. It's it's uh like I said, like I don't do this anymore. I don't judge anybody anymore, just because yeah. like it's like you never know where this kid can be at in five years from now. You know, I've seen right. so much changes. You know, I mean, I'm still young, but I've just seen the basketball world at pretty much every level and been around and I've just seen so many different things that can happen to anybody, you know, so you can't write a kid off um, early on, you know, and just being a trainer now too, I've taken beginners, you know, like to, to varsity level as freshmen, you know, so it's like, you don't know what can happen, you know? So, you know, what, I, one thing I try to tell parents is like, no, don't, don't get caught up in the rankings. Don't get caught up in the highlights and the social media. Cause it's, it's almost like a trick, you know, it's, it's, it's going to trick you. Like these kids, they look like super good on, on social media, but you know, when you, when you, when you get with them in person, they're not as good as it, you know, they, they make it out to be, or, you know, these rankings, same thing with the rankings, you know, it's like these things really don't matter because so much can change in the next four years, five years that, you know, someone is, is going to be, you know, at the top, you know, and like, like my best friend, uh, Blake Sites, he's playing, he plays overseas um, right now. He, uh, he was a kid that I was always like growing up, like I was better than him. You know, he was kind of like a late bloomer, but growing up, I was always better than him, you know, and he was kind of written off. We had these rankings in our area in San Diego and he was always written off. I'm never kind of on them. And there was so many of my, you know, teammates and friends that were just way better than him. And it was like, you know, apparent, but you know, here he comes. He's, he's, you know, unheard of, not really, no one talks about him. Freshman on varsity kills it, you know, killing it all the way through high school, get some D2 offers, you know, ends up going Juco. Then he gets a full ride scholarship to a D2 and, and didn't even really start, didn't really even get minutes on like his JUCO or his D2 team to start. But then, you know, um, his second year in JUCO what, or on his JUCO team, best player on the team, one of the leading scorers in the state, you know, for, then he goes to a, to a D2 school and, and um, same thing, doesn't start, not getting any minutes really. And then all of a sudden there he is, he's killing. And then his, his senior year, his last year in, in college, he's, you know, one of the best players in, in the whole country is an, is an, he's a, a all-star, you know, he makes an all-star game for D2. You know, then he's, now he's overseas, he's, he's killing it, you know? So it's like, you don't know where these people can be. And like, that's the thing I tell parents, it's hard, you know, it, it's hard because that's what the the world, you know, thrives on is social media and all these rankings and all these highlights and all this stuff, but it could literally fool you, man. And, and, and those things don't mean anything, you know, because 
everybody runs their own race differently, you know, and everybody's going to finish that marathon at a different point. And, you know, you just have to keep your head down and, and continuously work because, you know, things can change over time and, and, and you could be at the top or you could be at the bottom, you know, so um, just just try to try to just trust the process and, and stay focused on on, uh, you know, what's important now. And the only thing that's important now is, is just, you know, being where you are, being where your feet are at and just focusing on the present moment what things that you can control. You know, you can't control the rankings. You can't control what you see on social media. Just uh, just keep doing what you can control and, and, and you're going to get, you know, what you want at the end as long as you, you know, don't quit. Like I said earlier, you know, you can't lose unless you quit. So just stay on that right path. I love it. And I think that's a great place to leave our, our podcast off on. It's coming mm -hmm. full circle to what you talked about at the beginning and just knowing that your time is coming and it's right around the corner because, mm -hmm. you know, recognizing that your time may not be on social media right now, but if you continue to work, you know, like things will end up working out. And so I, I love that message. And what would you, your, your final kind of words of advice and, and thoughts be about impacting athletes for the coaches and parents that are listening? Yeah, honestly, it's kind of the same thing I kind of said earlier. And I feel like I, I say that any, anytime someone's asked me this on a podcast, I kind of say the same thing, but it's just like, my thing is, is, is uh, my, I have a clothing brand. It's just call it, it's called a dream chaser. Right. And, and that's kind of like my thing. I'm just a dream chaser. No matter what anybody tells me, I know I, I'm, I'm just going to continuously chase the, you know, my dream. I've had so many people tell me, people that were so close to me tell me that I can't do this, that I can't, you know, do that. And, you know, I just cancel the noise out and just chase my dreams, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm a, I think I'm um, a, a true testament to, you know, you can do anything that you set your mind to, no matter what anybody tells you. And I'm not saying like I'm successful, but by any means, or I'm this big, you know, trainer, but I think I've defied odds, you know, when people have counted me out, when people have told me I couldn't do things or I shouldn't do things, um, you know, or even like when I thought I couldn't do it, you know, I still stayed on that path and kept chasing my dreams. And, and I think that's the biggest thing is like, whatever your dreams are, man, go, go chase them. You know, who, whoever you are, they're listening to this. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to accomplish, you can do it. But you just got to keep chasing that dream and and and, and uh, don't let those hard times, you know, deter you from your path and what you're destined to do. Hundred percent. Well, I appreciate your time so much today, Gabe. I got a couple pages of notes and um, uh -huh. we're tapped in. So thank you so much. Yeah, no, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me on. It was it was a blast being on the the podcast, and I'm happy we're able to connect. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bridging Impact Podcast. We'd love it if you would like, subscribe, leave a comment, and a review on whatever platform you're on. It's the best way to help us grow. We appreciate you for doing that. We'll shout you out on social media. I'd also love if you connected with me on social media. Let me know your thoughts, and this is why I do it. I want to share knowledge and wisdom from experienced leaders to people like yourself and myself so we can have this dialogue and move forward and make an impact on the world. So stay tuned, stay subscribed. Cheers.